come over to our crib and we'll play a little FPS. Welcome to Channel Massive. We're gonna take off all your clothes, girl. downloading channel massive today my name is jason the date is july 2nd 2010 if you want to chime in on the show you can shoot us an email at today at channelmassive.com. if you like the twitter you can follow us there at twitter.com slash channel massive feel free to leave a comment on the website as well or we're also on facebook today we have a special treat our partner in crime eric redmond has conducted an interview with perfect world entertainment about their upcoming free-to-play game heroes of three kingdoms so without any further ado let's get on with that interview Uh, hey, Channel Massive listeners, uh, this is Eric, and I'm with two people from Perfect Worlds. Uh, we're going to talk about Heroes of the Three Kingdoms today. If you guys like to introduce yourself. Hey, guys, it's uh, Jason Verdon. I'm um, PR manager with Perfect World and helping kick off our Heroes of Three Kingdoms. Hi, I'm AJ Potter, uh, product manager for Heroes of Three Kingdoms. Okay, um, so very close to open beta, we're talking about next week sometime when is it actually coming out uh correct so we started our closed beta just about a little over one week ago now and uh based on everything we've heard from players just like watching our forums and going in game seeing what they have to say and what they think about the game uh things are going pretty smoothly uh like player response has been very uh very encouraging and uh, so, yeah, we are looking to enter the you know, open beta phase this coming, or uh, next Tuesday, which is uh, Tuesday the 27th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to give, of course, uh, we talked pretty extensively about it uh, at E3, um, but can you give a rundown again to remind listeners what this game is and what, what makes it unique compared to your other stable of games? Okay. Uh, so... I guess first off, so here's the Three Kingdoms. It's mm-hmm. uh, so this is based in the Three Kingdoms era of China. Uh, so basically, players will be given the opportunity to join one of those three factions: the uh, Wei, the Wu, or the Shu. And uh, throughout a number of the features in game, players will be able to relive, witness, and experience all these different moments in Chinese history that kind of shaped how China turned out today. Super neat and. Uh... So um, I've I've kind of been playing the game somehow. I don't know, maybe possibly in a beta of some sort also. But um, uh, there are, there are a huge selection of weapons, and the weapons kind of come out into I don't know varied classes. Um, I haven't gotten to the PvP, but that's the that's the main portion, the, the big meat and potatoes of the game. Correct? Uh, there is a fair amount of PvP. That's correct. Uh, there's a lot of PvE as well. Uh, but yeah, so for, you mentioned the weapons. Uh, so uh, I believe we're launching 
I don't think I think we're launching with twelve to begin with mm-hmm. of the total of eighteen. Um, I'm not entirely certain on the number, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of rather than the traditional kind of class system. In this, your weapon determines your class. If you have the other way around, so that determines what skills you have available and what armor and equipment you can acquire. Gotcha. And uh, giving the game a uh, a few hours look over, there are some some things that pop up that I want to get out of the way that are I haven't seen quite anywhere else. And it's it's nice because they they're focused on social aspects of the game uh, more than you know combat PvP kind of stuff. Um, there's this thing that I saw called an event calendar and social platforms. Um, they're just they're just little widgets that I click on and and there's something going on there. So can you explain those two features and, and what you guys hope to do with them? Yeah, sure. Uh, so the event calendar, so there's a number of in-game events that are going on pretty much at any given time. Uh, so these are basically events like uh, they vary from pretty much anything. Like there's very simple ones about like fishing uh, to others where it's... Uh, kind of one of the more notable events in the lore of the Three Kingdoms, which is the Yellow Turban Rebellion. Uh, so, like, going out and killing particular uh, commanders. and So, it really just, it's just a whole... I don't know the exact number, but there are dozens, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, I mean, that's basically, like, re- recurring events that uh, daily, weekly, and we can add more. So, it basically allows us to continue to add more game content. Yeah, and I saw there were a few that that were just marked as culture, and they seem to be in some way kind of explaining the lore uh, a little bit more. Because when I when I played the game, just for you know the few hours that I did, it really feels like you're getting just soaked in in lore and and information about these legendary characters and everything like that. Yeah, so the one you mentioned is actually yeah, it's it's pretty much that. It's not combat oriented at all. It's you just run around and talk to all these different characters, and they. They tell you about the history and the story of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the uh, the social platform you mentioned it's uh, it's essentially an in-game forum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, we do have our forums linked directly uh, in the game as well, so players can they don't have to exit and go to a website or something. They can view the forum directly from in-game. But there's also that uh, the social platform, which is so if you're if you're looking for a party or if you are uh, you're looking to join a guild or anything, basically. For any purpose, there's a section within the social platform that you can post, and you can specify what you're looking for, who you are, and basically it just it works the same way as a forum. You'll create a thread, create a thread, and people reply to you. And so, it just really allows, gives that more community feel to the game. Yeah, yeah, and I know it's they're not the most exciting features of the game when it comes to you know all of the. I don't know, motion-captured animations for your combat and different kind of weapons and everything. But uh, just playing a little, I kind of notice kind of like a, a direction you guys are going with, like, shaping the community or, you know, getting... Because, of course, you're going to be... You're going to have to pick one of the three kingdoms eventually, right? And yeah. in, in creating those small pockets of community. Like, even though we all know that everybody's going to pick Shu... And, I mean, I'm picking Shu, so everyone else has to. It's the best kingdom out of them all, so that's going to be hard for you guys. Um, probably going to have to hire people to do the... We, uh, yeah, we have, uh, I'm sure a lot of our 
players would feel otherwise. <laughs> it's uh, kind of surprising. Uh, we weren't quite too sure how... I mean, because for China, this is a very, very important part of their history. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we weren't sure quite how well that would be received to the North American audience. Uh, but it's... It, I guess the risk was worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you take it that way, is is for... For us, I mean, I grew up with like the, like Rome and Greece and like the Arthurian legends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. This is essentially like, especially like, even now, like uh, if you go into restaurants or something, for example, you're going to see idols of characters and people that existed in this this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I definitely suggest everyone, everyone do this. Go and watch. The movie Red Cliff before you play this game. Um, yeah, that's that's actually a, a great. And even though we're not allowed to uh, promote it, I can tell you that um, this game was actually promoted in China uh, with the John Woo Red Cliff. So it does have that kind of movie tie-in when it was released in China. So you know, if uh, obviously there's a lot of big fans of the Three Kingdoms era mm-hmm. who will watch the movie and will want to play the game. And obviously, there's a lot of followings, a lot of movies, as you mentioned, John Woo's Red Cliff, uh, a lot of games, a lot of books around this era. And one of the most interesting things, and I think is um, unique to a gaming company, is we really listen to our uh, community and what they want. So a lot of players actually wanted to bring this game, which is known as uh, uh, Shirby, which is Red Cliff in China. They were actually asking us, oh, well, when are you going to bring this yeah. over? So it's it's great to um, be able to do something where you can say, hey, we brought this game over because our, our fans really wanted it. Gotcha. And that's, you guys bring up localization. I'd, I'd really like to find out what challenges you guys had to go through figuring that out other than just taking the big leap of we're, we're going to bring this game out. Because um, I know, I don't know if you follow any console games, but um, there was a game called Yakuza, Three, I think, that came out um, either last year or earlier this year um, for the PS3, and it's all about Japanese gangster culture. And mm-hmm. the publisher decide decided that you know social games and and things in it were too Japanese, so they cut it all out. And there was a huge backlash from that. It seems like this kind of game is the same. Where if you're going to do it at all, you have to fully commit. So, how did what did you guys do to go about that? Yeah, definitely. In fact, uh, it's ironic you bring up the localization. Actually, AJ is probably the best person to talk to because he actually worked uh, on the QA side and was the QA lead and and worked on Heroes of Three Kingdoms, so he can talk very much about Heroes of Three Kingdoms inside and out. Awesome. Yeah, but I mean, as you mentioned, like the idea of uh, like the challenge. It's. I think there's a lot more to it then probably comes across um like localization alone like the idea especially for a game like this where it's not a fantasy world it's an actual history uh it's it's really a daunting task to to localize and to translate but not lose that uh that history yeah. that ethnic flavor yeah because mm-hmm. uh, i mean like it's like uh like throughout the forums and like uh, other people we've spoken with, the idea like we have NPCs, um, player characters that they have their Chinese name, 
and uh well the pinion version of it it's uh so it's in english mm-hmm. uh and kind of just trying to explain like it, it wouldn't make sense if we named this character bill or sarah or something mm-hmm. it, it you completely lose that immersion attachment to that world um but it i mean as far as the process itself it is it is very it's always ongoing so especially for an mmo like constantly tweaking and making adjustments um but actually so how much do you want to go into the localization process <laughs> oh i mean you can you can go ahead and and s- say anything that you find interesting i'm going to find it interesting too let's just act like there aren't any listeners right now just me and you um but yeah i mean if i were to summarize it would be just that it it's not as simple as just translating and it's not as simple as just this game is released in china and we want to release it over here so we just change the text mm-hmm. it's there's also the whole the whole challenge of adapting it and listening to player feedback and because the the play style that's popular in asia isn't necessarily going to be popular here oh, i gotcha and so not only just, it's not just the idea of like say porting a game it's also adapting it to fit whatever uh, group is going to be playing it. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, and I think we actually, um, I know we're looking into player feedback and hopefully to uh, to include play, player feedback in some of the future updates for Heroes of Three Kingdoms. And we, we've done this extensively in past games, actually with um, a game called Battle of the Immortals. We basically restructured that entire game of how it played out mm-hmm. um, so it was typically um, you know not a hardcore game it was more for the casual and it was very very grindy and we we changed that a lot to see you know western gameplay style so uh, yeah for, so for like your listeners and even like yourself like going into the closed beta and trying out the game and giving your feedback really helps impact how the game looks, yeah. you know, for open beta or for future updates. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I mean, that's, I guess, one thing before I got into the video game industry, one thing I wasn't really aware of, but we are constantly looking at our forums and what players are saying. So, mm-hmm. it's, you're, uh, you, like, you're, yeah, so any requests, any concerns, I mean, if you post it, we are reading it and we are taking it into consideration. Gotcha. gotcha. Oh, great. Okay, so um, speaking of legendary heroes and stuff like that, you you mentioned um, kind of you know not translating you know these these people's names into Bill because I mean they some people are going to recognize like Guan Yu or Liu Bei or you know Zhang Fei any of the Shu guys you know those are my favorites of course and those brothers and the story behind them you need that those iconic characters. Um, I know some of them, especially Guan Yu, um, some of their weapons are as legendary as the characters themselves. So if we can move on to kind of like um, how, how your progression with these weapons, uh, how is that going to work? Um, do you craft? Do you, um, are you going to be able to buy some on the item shop? I mean, getting into how, how does progression overall a day in the life of Heroes of the Three Kingdom work? Okay. Uh, so, I guess starting with the weapons, so when you create your character, you would choose one of the ultimately 18 weapons, or weapon types, and uh, so the leveling system essentially works in the way that 
you will accumulate experience through the kind of the standard. You go and you complete tasks, you'll acquire experience as your reward. Um, but your in addition to your player level, you also have a weapon level. And by increasing your weapon level, that will grant specialization points. And those specialization points can be spent to kind of augment and uh, kind of provide passive benefits to your actively used skills. Okay. Um, so as you level up your weapon, it is um, you'll eventually increase in kind of weapon tier. If you consider it that way, that uh, you're more you're more proficient with your weapon now, and now you can wield a better better version of. Say, if you chose the saber, you start out with a very basic saber, but as you level up that weapon type now you're able to wield a more powerful saber mm-hmm. uh, but there's also there's a lot of crafting that ties in with it so uh, just to touch briefly on crafting uh, it's uh, we have eight crafting uh, skills total and uh, players are able to choose any I mean they can choose one or eight it's there's no restriction on the number you can choose so you might as well go with all eight uh, but the main differentiation with crafting is that it's uh, it's all based on item quality, mm-hmm. your material quality rather. So if you wanted to craft a weapon, your skill, while it does come into play somewhat in terms of the the materials and schematics you've acquired, mm-hmm. uh, but the product itself is going to depend on the quality of the components and materials you've gathered. Okay. So, so you can craft, like, if you have really high-quality materials, you'll craft a very good version of this same saber. But mm-hmm. if you have more materials, it's, you're going to have to craft essentially that same basic saber, but its statistics are going to suffer because of the, the materials you use. Gotcha, gotcha. So pretty much everyone's going to be able to craft a good selection of things on their own, um, but the, where crafters are really going to, I don't know, make their money or get popular is from really going in and getting the rare components to make the the really powerful stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so also going more, you mentioned uh, the cash shop Mm in-game and whether you could go and buy weapons and buy equipment. And uh, the simple answer is no. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, We'd actually, um, I believe it was yesterday, you had a, uh, a podcast uh, about it kind of touched on free to play games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, about the idea that it is becoming a more popular model. Yeah. Uh, and but the concern about how a lot of these companies monetize, you know, yeah, pay, like uh, pay for power as opposed to like free to play. Yeah. Uh, so if there was anything I would want to stress about perfect world titles in general. Uh, not only Heroes of Three Kingdoms, but just all of them, is that these are truly free to play. It's there's you're not going to go in and buy a weapon for the most like like you're going to buy like fashion, which is going to change your character aesthetically, but you're not going to go and buy this thing just because the idea that you can spend money and uh, become more powerful than someone else who doesn't have that luxury. Mm-hmm simply isn't fair yeah yeah so. yeah and i think that's uh and i think aj you really highlighted that like the really nice thing about our game since you know the cash shop item 
or the cash shops, the items you can purchase are either convenience items or fashion items. It really means like someone who has, you know, and someone who has all the time in the world can get up to a level uh, versus someone who, you know, is just has all the money in the world. And the really nice thing is we really want to um, actually have a system where people can exchange in-game money for like the cash off money. So even if, oh. you know, you you want those fashion items or those cash shop items, but you have all the time in the world to get in-game currency, you can trade that to someone who might have all the money in the world but not a lot of time, but who wants a lot of in-game currency to upgrade their weapons or their mounts. Uh, so it really creates a, a kind of in-game economy that's based on uh, player supply and demand, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't, have any money you can still buy cash off items uh so it really opens it up to to, uh to everyone gotcha and now is that is that a general trend of the the western market with free-to-play um because it seems like um from what i've seen from other free-to-play mmos even in your stable like battle of the immortals has has different options um so you can still earn things from the shop without you know with investing more time and stuff like that like is what's what's the you know western item shop uh like uh strategy oh uh, well so kind of exactly what you mentioned with battle of the immortals is here's the three kingdoms has kind of so in addition to the ability to trade that currency and kind of convert uh you also just by being in game and by playing the game so if someone that doesn't have any interest in spending their own money but they are interested in purchasing something for their character. There's a lot of features in the game that players will be able to utilize in order to essentially get that same result. That they'll be able to by just simply playing the game. They'll like. Okay, I think it's probably easiest to compare it to Battle of the Immortals in this case, is where the longer you're in, you'll start every. I don't. It's every hour, every thirty minutes. It's every set, set amount of time you essentially receive a free gift back. And it's... So not the idea of just rewarding players for spending, but rewarding players for just playing your game. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, I mean, thanks so much for, for listening to Channel Channel Massive today. I, I know Jason appreciates that. What's your opinion on it becoming more popular, if you don't mind, you know, the Western market growing? I, I feel that it's... It is finally, you know, being accepted, and you, you know, you don't have to worry about free to play being a, 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 a curse word anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, outlets like yourself really help spread that word. Uh, and you know, when the first generation of free to play, a lot of people got a bad experience and a bad taste in their mouths. Um, but I mean, actually, I think um, the free to play model. Uh, and all the companies that are doing it, not just us, but a lot of companies that are doing out there, really pushing the envelope. And we actually pride ourselves of, you know, coming out with high quality games that are truly free to play, um, and challenging traditional the traditional pay to play model. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, especially in today's economy, I think players should really look at what they're paying for in a monthly subscription and ask more from their MMOs or from their video games in general. So. And I think I think the free to play model is definitely a great way to do that. Yeah. Oh, super excited. I just absolutely love that there's 
you know, no upfront cost to try it out. So it's much easier for me to suggest to listeners, this is, you know, this is the, uh, not to, it has a negative connotation, but gimmick of the game. This is the unique experience that you will have. Uh, and I can point to when Heroes of Three Kingdoms comes out, because it seems like it has a really nice, if history buff people are going to really enjoy sitting back and, and having a story told to them and being able to participate a bit. So, you know, as long as we can lock down things like the item shop, which it seems like from everything I've seen with Battle of the Immortals and stuff like that, um, this idea of, of you know, appearance-based doodads and um, fun convenience items, um, as, as long as we can figure out what that is and get, get happy, a happy medium with, with like, a, a Western philosophy that, man, they're just going to blow up and they're, they're, there's some great stuff coming out, too. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for having us. And yeah, as you you point out, like you know, all of our games are free free to register for, free to download, and most of all, free to play. Um, and it is it is a very it's a partnership really for gamers because you know yes you know it helps when players invest money obviously helps because we're we're a business. Um, but I mean, most of all, players are investing time into our games as well. So we, it's it's definitely important for us to make it enjoyable and you know kind of hold up our end of the bargain to create a really uh, high quality product for them. Mm-hmm. And what other what other things do you um, want to tell us and my and the listeners about um, Heroes of the Three Kingdoms that really makes it unique, really kind of makes it stand out, and um, and you know kind of um, gets them excited to get in the game and try it out. Um, so, just in general, like, there's just, just a number of unique features that are, I would say, very new to the MMO genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, as, kind of, as Jason mentioned, it's there's no investment other than your time. So it's as simple as just going to our website and creating an account and downloading the client. And... Uh, so for players that have never experienced an MMO or especially a free-to-play MMO, this is definitely a great opportunity for them to do that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm going to go back and try something called Heroes of the Three Kingdoms a bit more. Hack and slash, kill some bandits and stuff. Um, thank you, listeners, for, for listening. Um, and try out... Heroes of the Three Kingdoms. Uh, make sure to write in and tell me what you think about it. Uh, you can get all signed up at perfectworld.com, right? Uh, that's, yep. Yeah, and I think it's right on the front page somewhere, Heroes of the Three Kingdoms. Um, and you said the open beta starts on the 27th? Correct. Yep, uh, next Tuesday. Now, just to make sure, um, with open betas, it seems for free-to-play, at the end of open beta, you guys will not wipe the characters, Correct. Correct. Yeah, so what? So whatever I can grind as fast as possible, I get to keep. Uh, so I appreciate that. But um, you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Okay.